Hey, Money Bosses, welcome back. I'm Anna Sergunina, your host, and I've got a friend of mine, Linda Fullman, here joining us today. And we're going to talk about ways that you can protect um, everything that you work so hard for. Okay, Linda's got some interesting points for us to cover. And uh, Linda, welcome, first of all, awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, I'm so excited. Yes, me too. And so I won't give it away what exactly we are just talking about or going to talk about because I think people are still still kind of guessing, well, how, how am I going to in the world protect my wealth, right? And everything I worked so hard for. So, but um, I, we want you guys to stay tuned. Um, I want to give um, Linda a proper introduction and then we're going to start by actually hearing her story and how she got involved um, in this side of the business. So Again, Linda, welcome. Uh, so Linda is the owner and principal agent of Fullman Lawrence Agency. She has two locations to service clients throughout the state of Texas. Since 2012, her mission has been to help consumers better understand insurance, manage their risk, and help protect their financial assets through insurance products. Hint, hint, we're talking about insurance. <laughs> In December 17, 1994 was the day that changed Linda's life forever. An uninsured truck driver lost control of his vehicle and hit Linda's driver's side, launching the vehicle between the two metal poles. She spent a year in wheelchair. It was the catalyst for her mission to help others understand the difference of having insurance and having proper protection. Linda resides in Longview, Texas. Welcome, it is awesome to have you here. I am, um, as I was reading your, um, your introductory bio, I definitely get goosebumps just kind of, you know, trying to go back to that moment in time where you actually had that realization. Unfortunately, it wasn't out of the greatest situation, but um, I'm glad it all worked out. So tell us a little bit more. I know that was the catalyst that got you interested in um, helping others make sure they have protection. You know, it wasn't until that day or rather um, when I recovered that I looked at my insurance policy and understood what it covered and what it didn't cover. And it was so interesting. It started me asking a lot of questions. How did I choose those limits that were supposed to protect me? And what I realized was all I was interested when getting that piece of paper was how cheap can I get it? And about, you know, what it was supposed to do if I needed it. So that that began, you know, a little bit of an education for me to say none the least. And also, you know, how do most people pick their insurance? It's usually uh, in terms of the types of coverages they elect, they usually defer to their agent. And they're usually coaxing their agent into, I want the cheapest. Mm -hmm. And so we really need to do today, and I hope that I inspire you to look a little bit differently at your policy, what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to benefit you on your worst day, not your best day. Mm -hmm. And so is what you're choosing or your agent choosing for you going to really help you financially recover from something that you hope you never have to go through, whether it's a home fire, it's an accident, the loss of a loved one, whatever it is, we need to be more mindful and aware of what we're choosing and why we're choosing it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think, uh, and I, you know, I get to see the other side of this equation, um, just because in the work that I do with clients uh, in the full comprehensive financial planning, um, arrangements, right? I asked them to send me all of their insurance policies. And so that's actually by far one of the biggest areas where there's a lot of landmines. I call them landmines. <laughs> so people get to at least, you know, start to consider uh, possibilities. So yeah, let's, um, let's dive into and start to understand, like, where do we start? Like, how do we, we've got all the different insurance 
uh, protection or some people may not have proper coverages. So let's just go through um, probably each section and, and talk about what's important. Absolutely. So, you know, it, insurance is one of those things. I kind of relate it to that, like an annoying umbrella that you carry around when it's sunny. You know, it's costing you money, you're paying for it, and you don't want to pay for it, and then all of a sudden it rains and you're so grateful you have it. So think of your umbrella as something that you pop up and it covers, you know, your home. I like to call it your wheels, your walls, and your wealth. So your insurance policy is like a giant umbrella that is overarching and it's going to protect you in terms of financially mitigating or lowering your financial exposure with your home. Maybe you're a renter and it's your possessions and medical liability or it's an auto um, helping you to bounce back should you cause an accident or someone hits you like in my case, someone hit me that was uninsured. And so whatever that situation is, what can we do to financially mitigate that risk that liability from you and help you recover to what happened financially before you had that event happen? So some, some things to consider, you know, let's just take a, you know, one of the most common things that we deal with here, which is a home fire. Imagine you didn't have proper protection, whether it's through your homeowner's policy or through your renter's policy, and you happen to have a grease fire, which is very, you know, something we see on a regular basis. So imagine you had a grease fire and all of a sudden you lose your possessions. How much money would you incur to go and replace your possessions? That's a lot of money. We tend to think about, you know, the best case scenario, but let's let's go into our worst case scenario. How many thousands and thousands of dollars would that be out of pocket? Would you be able to replace everything um, quickly and get back to the business of living? So insurance in that particular scenario could go and help you replace all of your things. If you were a homeowner, it would help rebuild or repair your home. If you needed uh, additional living expenses, let's say your home had to be repaired during that time period, it would help cover you know, any additional living expenses you had um, incurred as a result of not being able to live in your home. It could be thousands and thousands of dollars. Imagine it might take you know, several months to repair your home before it was livable again. Let's just take another example that I like to give um, is if you have stairs, um, if you have rugs in your home that are area rugs, imagine someone tripping on your stair or catching their heel on your area rug. Um, imagine a guest coming over and having any of those things happen. Well, that's medical liability. You'd be responsible for their medical treatment. So that could be thousands of dollars there. So that's insurance can fulfill so many different requirements in terms of protecting your assets. But Imagine a trip to the ER, tens of thousands of dollars if they broke you know, their arm or their leg or their hip. Imagine them needing surgery. So these are all common occurrences, someone tripping um, or even kids roughhousing and getting a little bit of out of hand and all of a sudden suffering an injury. Well, you'd be responsible if it happened on your property, whether you're a renter or a homeowner, that's going to impact you the same way. You don't have to be a millionaire to be sued like one. So remember that. I love that. I never heard anyone say that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I've seen it enough times. So I always mention that because they think something looks really small until someone goes to the ER room. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I love what you said. So I'm, and I'm not sure if um, you um, or many listeners actually know. Um, so I'm physically located in California. You guys probably hearing a lot of uh, fires here burning in California. And you, you're mentioning fire, you know, like example of the grease fire. I'm like, yeah, we have wildfires <laughs> that are burning our homes and everything around that. Um, so many people are still uninsured, uh, underinsured or not insured properly. That is just, it just amazes. Even though we're like in the high risk of, of fires uh, popping up all the time. Isn't that crazy? And your home sometimes is one of the biggest assets that you'll own. And yet most people are, are not protected correctly. Yeah. Can you address this, this one point about um, uh, the, the, fi the fire part of, because there's also something that's quite common here in California is the earthquake insurance. So there's fire that could be caused, right? When there's earthquake that, that's happening. And then there's, like you were mentioning, other types of fire. So maybe just a little clarification for folks listening. Absolutely. So in many homeowners policies, you'll see a list of covered perils, the things that they're covering. So you want to pay specific attention to your policy jackets or ask your agent to clarify what types of uh, perils are covered under your homeowners policy. So fires, depending upon you know, what was the first initial catalyst? So if it's a brush fire, lightning, you know, that struck your home and caused a fire, those are gonna be generally covered perils. Earthquake, flood, those traditionally are separate policies um, or depending upon the state that you live in, it might be by endorsement for an earthquake, um, but in Texas, it's actually a separate policy. Uh, flood, you know, water coming from the outside in, that's generally not covered by a homeowner's policy. That's gonna be a separate type of policy, which is a flood policy. When we think about flooding within the property, we think about sudden and accidental water discharge. And that's something that happened instantaneously as opposed to over time. And how I like to describe it for people is, let's say um, sudden and accidental might include your water heater um, uh, decides to break down and it's flooding your property. That's sudden and accidental. Your washing machine, the hose broke and the water is you know, flooding through your property. That's, you know, very quick. Um, something that is not quick um, will start to have mold grow. That's over time. Mm -hmm. So that typically would not be covered under homeowner's policy because, again, it's not sudden or accidental. It's usually maintenance over time. You had a slow leak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually, as a matter of fact, bring the sublinda way too much. <laughs> I've had yesterday, we just recently moved it into a new home. And so we're still kind of in the process of remodeling and our laundry room is going to be in our you know garage slash basement area. So thank God it's still not finished, or at least the floor is not finished. And um, yeah, the, the hose that was, you know, dispensing the water from the, from the machine, the washing machine, um, uh, something that dislocated. So anyway, long story short, there was an overflow of water, but luckily it's still, it's still fine because they have not finished the floor. It's still kind of quite on the concrete. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So yes, I didn't even realize it because I didn't not see it until I came in. I'm like, why is there so much water in here? So yes. Um, that would have been a good example of sudden, right? Sudden overflow float of, uh, of water. Absolutely. It's a perfect example, but that's one you need to check, you know, 
um, is just all of your, um, anything that has a connection, just double check it for sure. Oh yes. Oh yes. I was like, okay, we're going to fix this, fix this, fix this situation before we, you know, put in the, the new floors in. <laughs> So for sure. Yes, thank you for clarifying that. And I think it's it's quite important to understand because we, we do hear water leaks, right? Or we hear the fire. And um, again, just because like you said earlier, a lot of people just, just really like, okay, you get the insurance policy, you go for the cheap and you're like, I just hope nothing happens. It's not gonna apply to me, right? Keep my fingers crossed. Um, but, the, but the reality could be very, very much different. So for, um, I love how you put this in three different buckets. I call them buckets, <laughs> whatever, sections. The, the wheels, the walls, and then there's the wealth piece. Um, let's talk about the wheels too, because I think a lot of people have um, by far more exposure when they're out there, out and about driving their car. Absolutely. So, you know, I found um, a statistic that was just super alarming. And I thought I'd share it with you. And let me see if I can find that little um, alarming here. Yeah, so um, so uninsured and uninsured. Remember, you know, when I, in 1994, I had that accident and I was hit by an uninsured driver. And so I wanted to share this statistic with everyone, hopefully to scare you into submission about reviewing your insurance <laughs> policy. But take a look at this. Um, you know, in 2019, just last year, 9.2% of Americans were driving uninsured. Now, it doesn't sound like a really high number, but it actually translates into 29.6 million Americans with no insurance that are driving on the road. Now, in Texas, um, it's about, uh, you know, about 10% to 12% on any given year. Um, I think sometimes it's higher, but well, you know, but that's what we can categorize. And then can you imagine the number? So we said over 29 million are driving with no insurance. Now think about yourself and perhaps you're, um, you know, watching your pocketbook and you're choosing the cheapest insurance. And now you're thinking about how many other people are like-minded. <laughs> Would you want, you know, and they hit you. Are you okay with accepting that maybe they don't have enough to fix your vehicle or replace your vehicle? Are you okay with them not being able to pay your medical, um, you know, your uh, medical bills or the fact that you might not be able to work for several months? Are you okay with not being compensated for that? So these are important things. Don't think with your wallet right now. Mm -hmm. Think about how much more damage could happen if you're not thinking long-term. So there's something to be mindful about. Oh my gosh! Yes, I never knew there. I, I, knew, I never knew the number. I knew that there. There's definitely people who have um, very, very improper coverage or not enough of it. But um, yeah, I, I. This is astonishing. I'm going to share this with with the rest of my team too. But it, this is. I mean, it's big, Linda. It's a big percentage. Nine point two percent of people not having insurance at all. How can they even drive? Is the question right in my mind? Like, how do you get on the road? You're not supposed to have a car without insurance. <laughs> You know, there's so many different things that are happening. So imagine these individuals are, they're insured for a while and then they, um, they lapse into coverage. They mm -hmm. stop paying on it. There's a number of reasons of why not. Maybe they have a suspended, I can't tell you, you know, how many people I've run into that have a suspended driver's license so they shouldn't be driving. So they stop paying <laughs> on their insurance or they suspend coverage and they're still driving to try to save money per mm -hmm. se. And they're, they're, 
excellent drivers, apparently, and they're hoping that they're never going to get um, into a car accident. But remember, when you're really serious about accumulating wealth, you want to protect it and become just as serious about your insurance policies. Yeah, no, I love it. It took me a long time to actually also understand, right? It's like the insurance. And I think a lot of people, um, I hear this a lot too. A lot of people have this like bad taste in their mouth. Like, I hate insurance. I don't, I don't understand those comments. Like, I don't understand why. They, they seem to think that insurance is the, you know, the bad guy that's taking all the money because we tend to like pay them monthly, right? Pay for our policies on a monthly basis or whatever, quarterly or once a year. But um, I think it's like, the, if anything, insurance is, is someone who's on your side and like ready to step in and, and take, take the risk, right? Or share like the, 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 the costs with you when you like just can't afford it. So anyway, I, I think it, it, it's definitely something that people can think through, um, you know, in those terms. Absolutely. How you phrased it, it's on your side, but you've got to be a, you know, what I would encourage you to do as a consumer is be a, a partner with your um, insurance agent. It's got to be a dialogue, not a monologue where your agent is telling you what to do. Um, I would say come come prepared as um, an informed consumer. Talk about the things that you're concerned about, what keeps you up at night. Uh, imagine different scenarios that might play out. And then talk to them about what type of coverages do I need? What kind of limits do I need to protect me from these types of scenarios? If I had a, a complete house fire, if I hit this type of vehicle, if I cause this uh, type of medical injury in a car accident, um, if my car, becomes um, you know the hit by an uninsured driver. What happens if I have this type of injury and they don't have any insurance or not enough insurance? What would happen? And then play those scenarios out with the types of coverages that you need. And then your insurance agent and you, you know, can work through um, adding the right coverages or the protections that you need. And then also look at your deductibles and things like that and discounts so that it's affordable within your budget. Nothing's worse than finding everything that you want and then not being able to afford it. So you need to be a participant, a co-participant in mm -hmm. creating that level of protection that you're comfortable with. Yeah, I love, I, I, I like that. And I think, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong about this, but I think um, maybe perhaps having that partnership, right, with your agent could lead for, you know, to a little bit more education around what's, you know, you, you could come up with a situation, but you not, not necessarily know what kind of coverage you need. So like, there's, there's that relationship that can grow further um, as well as, you know, you getting more educated as a consumer as to like, okay, here's what this policy does, or this is what the kind of situation it, it could help me. I, I think there's definitely that phase um, of the relationship as well. Absolutely. Uh, something that I like to tell um, first, you know, someone that's new to my agency, because oftentimes they'll say, you know, just copy, I just want what I have. Well, how do you know that what you had was correct? Uh -huh. It's popping the answers, the wrong answers off of someone's test. So we don't do that. We start from scratch. It's really important to understand what you have as a consumer. What, what um, possessions do you have? What are your wheels? What are your, what is your walls? What are your wealth? You know, what are we trying to protect? And so often we'll find things that um, perhaps that policy was written 20 years ago and you're not the same person you were 20 years ago. You don't have the same possessions. You certainly don't have the same assets. 
And so why would I cover limits that protected you 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, and now you've increased your assets, but your limits have not been updated to reflect what you've accumulated. Um, they haven't asked you all the things that you own that are outside of that space of home. Maybe you've um, acquired some rental property and we need to look at that. Maybe you have a small business, we need to look at that. And then maybe even an overarching umbrella. We call them um, personal umbrella policies. And so it's another fancy word for excess liability. So when you've exceeded the limits on your other policies, this goes over it and further provides protection against um, and covering your assets. So there's so many different things, but again, don't ask an agent to copy off of another policy. They can certainly look at it and help you explain what you've had before and gaps in coverages that you didn't know. But then they want to go um, ideally talk to you where you are today and address your, your financial protection for today, not 10 or 20 years ago. Yes, no, agree, agree. This leads me to ask a question um, more in, in terms of like, how often do you recommend for folks to look at their insurance? Like once they, like you said, you, you can get it 20 years ago and never <laughs> look at it. Um, so ideally what I tell my customers is to um, go for an annual insurance review or at least, you know, at a minimum every two years, but ideally every year. Um, I kind of think about it in these terms. Every year you go and get your medical physical, right? And it's going to expose something, perhaps um, preventative care, perhaps something that you didn't know that you need to take um, care of so that your health is at its peak. Well, the same thing happens with an insurance review. Ideally, they're looking at the health of your policies. Is it reflecting everything that it should? Perhaps you've acquired at Christmas, someone gave you some a nice piece of dazzle bling or something, and you love this present, but now it's not insured because it's past the limits or the cap of your scheduled personal or your um, jewelry uh, limits on your home. And you need to actually schedule it and get an appraisal so that it's properly protected. Maybe you've um, uh, acquired something or sold something. So your policy needs to either have that addition or delete a coverage that you no longer need. Why would you wanna pay for something that's no longer needed? So really important, just like you go for your annual physical, just like every year you change the batteries if need be on your smoke detector, you should be checking your, your insurance policies at least once a year. And, and if you can't, then at least every other year because a lot of changes can happen in two years. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. That's what I figured we we should be doing, but <laughs> I know how you ended with the softer touch. Yeah, we had the year we work. <laughs> just because you know how we are, get busy and can't get to it. And just, you know, as a you know, as a carrot for you. Remember that new discounts are available annually as well. There might be something mm -hmm. that's happening in terms of a new discount and that's it helping you accumulate wealth, right? Keeping more in your pocketbook. And so another thing too is perhaps you've had a certain type of policy for a very long time and a newer policy may have some coverages um, that expand your coverages, you know, that were previously not available in your older policy. For example, right now, for some of my clients that don't drive a lot, 
um, they've really changed, you know, maybe they're retired or they work from home. Well, there's a newer policy that, you know, I've been recommending that real is a, has a daily rate and a per mile charge as opposed to a flat fee. So mm -hmm. again, that's an ability to have that conversation, but I can't have that if we're not communicating. No, that's true. Actually, that's something good that you brought up here because I think most of us these days are still working from home, right? So we aren't driving our vehicles as much. And I don't know if it's a temporary solution or not. Uh, we certainly, everybody hopes to go back to normal, but maybe for the time being, right? So here's your, I love that, the discounts. Okay, I didn't know. Thank you for clarifying. didn't know the discounts were available uh, on the annual basis because, you know, like you're like, I got it once, why would I get it more? <laughs> yeah. Very good. So one other section to cover for us here, you talked about, so we, we talked about wheels, we talked about walls. Okay, how about our wells? So what else do we need to focus on? Okay, so there's a couple of areas here. So first off, I wanna talk about life insurance. So we often, you know, overlook that aspect, but I like to talk to my clients of all ages, um, especially when they're younger, when they're healthy and they're insurable. That's a real key component because as we get older, anything can happen um, in terms of juvenile diabetes is up. Um, I see children that are on medications that can prevent them from getting um, insurance at a, you know, at a reasonable rate or even a rate at all. Um, another thing I think about is like with life insurance, I like to think about it as income replacement. So if you have anyone that is financially dependent upon you, um, you know, that's going to be replacing your income when you're not there. Another thing that I like to think about in terms of that is, let's just say that you have an estate and you leave your heirs this estate, it may be subject to um, estate taxes and it's a way to offset some of that cost and preserve your wealth. Um, another thing is that if you pass away with some debts, certain debts actually go and are passed to the heirs. So it's really important that you have something in place to mitigate that financial debt or that obligation that your family members might have to take on. Um, I had a, a scenario uh, not so long ago where someone um, uh, had, you know, incurred a great deal of cost. It was over $40,000 of medical costs and life-saving measures because they were medevaced and that debt was passed on to that family uh, because their, uh, their health insurance didn't cover that aspect. And so when they passed away, it was over $40,000 of medical debt that that you know, family, um, on top of trying to grieve, now they're having to deal with this expense as wow. well. Something to contemplate. Um, if you are a you know, here's another part that yeah, people fail to um, uh, identify is if you're unable to work, let's just say that you um, get into a car accident or you have a stroke or you have something happen that prevents you from working for a short period of time or even a long period of time, um, short-term disability, long-term disability, even long-term care. Um, my father was ill for a number of years and um, there were certain uh, daily routines and um, activities that he wasn't able to do. And so long-term care, rather than all those health costs associated with daily care, that's not covered by health insurance. That's, um, and it can quickly deplete your assets. And so long-term care was something wonderful that came in place and paid for that type of assistance and care 
and he was able to still leave behind, you know, an estate for to care for my mother. So something so critical that we overlook and especially with small business owners, really critical to think about what would happen if you weren't able to work. Sometimes you're the only person working in your company and you're the breadwinner. And is there something in place to replace your income should you become um, disabled or unable to work for several months due to, you know, again, any number of things, let's just say a heart attack and you're rehabbing or a stroke or uh, you have a fall and you have to have surgery and are incapacitated during that time period. So think about income replacement, and that could be short-term disability, long-term disability, long-term care, even uh, life insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are those are definitely all the all, all the right ones that um, I'd like to um, cover with clients. I actually just had a call earlier um, today um, with one of the clients who. Um, Long story short, to go into, but he was quite surprised when he um, heard back from uh, from the insurance company on the, uh, how his premiums changed due to a certain medical condition that you know showed up unexpectedly, and so that that's always like these examples of these situations always make me wonder like okay I wish I wish the client would have taken my advice early I've gotten the insurance right. Um, exactly. But, you know, that's one lesson you always learn is like, it's not common, but it does happen. And it certainly is frustrating. So we don't want you guys to be in any of those situations um, that we're discussing. So Linda, we're um, just almost out of time. And I wanted to invite everyone to join us in our deep dive session, because we're going to go into spend a little bit more time and a lot more details going through um, each of the different types of protection that Linda discussed. Uh, but really rather addressing some of the key components of each of the policies. So Linda is, is an awesome, awesome specialist. And so she's going to go through each of the sections with us on your declarations pages. That's a fancy word um, that you have to come in and uh, watch our next session. So for that, if you haven't upgraded, um, you need to have all access fast. And so Linda, again, thanks so much for, uh, for your time today. Any last minute words? Stay tuned for part two because you're not going to want to miss this. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So oh, actually, let's share with the with folks here how uh, they can connect with you. Absolutely. So you can reach out to me on my website at www.fullmanlawrence.com. And that's F as in Frank, U-L-L-M-A-N, L as in Larry, A-W-R-E-N-C-E.com. You can email me at Linda fullman at allstate.com or you can call me directly at 903-297-8600 i look forward to answering your questions Yay. okay we'll also link all of these uh, all of those contact details under the show notes under this video so thanks so much again linda and everybody we'll see you in the next session bye bye